Ahoy there, landlubbers! Whispers in the Sea is an actual play series drawing elements from stories of fantasy horror, political drama, and swashbuckling action and adventure pirate stories. As such, a list of content warnings will always be made available in the description. Ahoy there, sailors, and welcome to another episode of Tales Yet Told, an actual play podcast dedicated to telling weird and fun stories full of imagination, thoughtful characterization, and inclusivity. I am your most humble of game masters, captains, and, uh, well, uh... Uh, call me Skipper today. I'm Kendrick or Kendo, whichever you prefer. I use the he pronouns. Wait, did I do that again? Did I do that a second time? Unsure. Did I loop? I feel like I looped. It's on brand. It's on brand. It's the fucking, it's the time episode. I'm doing, I'm doing, oh, was this oh. a loop? Has it always been a loop? The time loop. The time knife? Hey, audience. You're gonna to get to the end of this episode and think this was recorded afterwards because we knew what had happened. Oh my god. But I guarantee Whoa. you, only I know. <laughs> oh no. And with me today are my most humble and best uh, uh, best crew a captain could ask for, Gus. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. I'm here. I'm present. I'm I'm ready to play some some uh uh tabletop role-playing games. Hi, my name is Gus. I use he, him pronouns, and I'm playing Felix, who is gonna... We're just... Guys, we're all gonna die, right? We're all gonna die. It Some might not be Eventually. death that lies ahead of you. Yeah, it could be worse, yeah. It could be It could be something significantly worse than death that lies yeah. ahead. Yeah! <laughs> you say that I should be excited about that? How attractive is death gonna look this session, yeah? Yeah. Some things are preferable to death. Yeah. Or wait. Kmart. No, some things are... Some things you were right. death is more preferable. Some things are more preferable than death. No, because that means you know who else is preferable death. to death. You know who else is preferable <laughs> to death? Hilda. Wow, I've never received a better compliment in my life. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm Hilda. <laughs> I'm Hilda. I use she her pronouns. I accept better compliments in the future. Um, I will be playing Avery, per usual, who uses he, him pronouns. Avery's fine. He hasn't taken any damage yet. We're going to get everybody out of here fine, and everything's going to go good. Yeah, every, Avery's doing, sitting pretty over there with his uh, harp and his books. <laughs> that makes it sound like he's literally sitting in the corner just, like, reading and playing the harp. Yeah, he could be. He could but be. I could. You know who else could? Marceline. Hi, I'm Marceline. Uh, I could do something. I don't remember what it was, but I got pronouns. Um, I'm not gonna lie. For my pronouns today, when you refer to me, I want I want you to like have like a trombone glissando. That's my pronoun for today. <laughs> um, I play Bryn. She her pronouns. Um, I no, I shouldn't say that. Uh, fuck. I'm 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 fucking losing it. I'm stumbling. <laughs> You know who else is stumbling? Ellis. <sighs> I'm sorry. That's what Hi, she said. I'm it. Ellis. I use their them pronouns. I will be portraying Thorn and Eldorus, who use he, him, and she, her pronouns, respectively. Nice stumble. No. To be fair, I got like a lot of mucus, and I was going to say I got goop in my throat, and I think that was, <laughs> I shouldn't, I don't think that was the right thing to say. Mm. 
And then the waves. Our camera fades in on Eldorus. You were flying high over the tree line of this small island off the coast of Espinora, desperately searching for any sign of your dearest friend, Thorin, and your other companions from the Bois Perdue, flying from the devastation that was happening on the coast uh, with the Navy. As you are nearing the center of the island where you presume uh, Thorin and the rest of them had gone because that's kind of what they said that they were going to do, you uh, see a light shining in the distance through uh, a break in the trees. And as you climb higher to get a better view of it, you see uh, just ahead is a clearing in the forest where a lake and a river can be seen, and a light shining brightly, glinting like a star. The sky seems to darken in a way. It was midday, or you pretty sure it was, but the sky goes gray, almost as if all of the clouds expand, blocking out the sun until only the glinting light from up ahead illuminates this area. And then at once, spreading out from this glinting light is this bluish, teal, purple, starry expanse in a sphere growing from this light, spreading out from this clearing and then overtaking the tree line and a bit of the forest and part of the mountain, creating a dome of light and stars, like a planetarium, constellations glowing. And as you get near, seeing through a little bit of this starlight sphere, you see down below are all of your friends, or some of them at least. You see Felix leaning against the uh, the opening of a cave wall down below, holding his side. You see a strange figure, a large and horned with three arms, standing nearby, and you see Bryn holding a crossbow, pointing at where the light is spreading, and you see lots of navy here. And you see Thorin having just broken the surface of the lake holding in his arms this large black rock surrounded by a cloud of moving black shadowy figures. And amongst all of them, you see figures, a lightish blue ethereal even, moving quickly in strange mechanical motions in reverse. You see time play out here. You see trees dying and growing. You see ripples on the lake receding to the various parts of their origin. You see people make their way back and forth playing by the lake. 
you see more people with siege weapons and you see a dragon about as high as you are not taking notice of your presence, but these strange figures of starlight playing out their time in reverse. And then you see Bryn reaching her hand up to the sky and these once ethereal things become very material. And then at once you hear the crashing of wood as the dragon lands on one of the ballistas, knocking it aside, another one uh, having fired, their timing being completely off due to the people here being distracted by their sudden materialization in this world, and it misses flying right past you. You're able to dodge out of the way of it, no problem. You see it, um, and you weren't necessarily its target. And you see this dragon roar. What's going on in your mind right now? First she was just looking for them, but now she is looking for who is about to hurt one of her family. And she is trying to figure out whose throat she's going to swoop in on. Okay. I think as you are flying in, you see all of the Navy here intermixed with uh, all of these almost like commonly dressed people. They look like hunters dressed in like thick, like leather, uh, like pants and uh, like all of them uh, with like ropes and nets and spears uh, and, and all of these like different traps that are being knocked aside as this dragon kind of parades around here. You see, uh, as you're flying down, you see, again, you see Felix uh, by uh, the cave as well as Bryn. And I think as you're getting closer, you uh, see Avery standing uh, out there as well. Right now, the primary danger seems to potentially be this dragon. Thorin is uh, in the water. He seems a little worse for wear. But I think it, in this moment, the people here who would normally be, you know, you would clock as like, this person is a threat that, you know, needs to be dealt with. I think either incapacitated or have turned their eyes to this dragon um, and don't seem like a, a current active threat. Now there, uh, amongst the Navy, you do recognize uh, some faces. You recognize the face of Captain Gabriella, uh, who was uh, the Naval captain that you all met uh, back at uh, Paraiso and Contrado. And you probably recognize uh, there is, uh, her, her lieutenant is here as well. Uh, amongst the other Naval officers, uh, you probably would have also seen him at the fight uh, and like kind of recognized uh, by the uh, the symbols and uh, regalia that you know uh, he was in uh, a higher station than some of the others. But uh, Captain Gabriella is currently uh, kind of knocked uh, on her ass a little bit, and you see uh, she also has a wound. There's a crossbow bolt in her shoulder, uh, and the lieutenant is standing near uh, some of the uh, naval officers that are like over by the lake a little bit a ways, like, on the other side of where the dragon landed. That's kind of your initial beat of this place. I think she sees that everyone, from her perspective, is distracted by this dragon and sees Gabriella whip in hand, out of breath, 
narrows her eyes and dives down to slice her throat open. Jesus Christ. Um, and she's okay. just panting. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. All right, Eldoris, give me a, a strike or shoot. Roll plus blood. Um, God, what, yeah, what would her blood be? Um, would she be suffering from Thorin's weakness as well? Because that affects my blood roll. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, would she be? I guess I will leave this up to you because I can see a potential here where I, it does seem like she is also pretty exhausted having just like flown here and mm -hmm. also like uh, emotional exhaustion as well. I think if we want to use Thorin's stats here for Eldoris, I think it only makes sense for at the very least this one. If it was a different weakness, like if it was like concussed, I wouldn't say this. Yeah. Uh, but I but think because it's specifically it exhausted and narratively that feels about where Eldoris is as well. She'll I would probably rule on, yeah, that she is also suffering from this exhaustion. Okay. But I also get Thorns plus one in blood. Yeah, so you get that plus one. Uh, plus any luck if you want to spend it. That's an eight. Ooh, okay. Yeah, uh, on a uh, seven to eight, or sorry, on a seven to nine, you stumble, trade blows, or put yourself in a bad position. Your choice. This comes to the next question. Yeah. How do we want to do Eldorus's hit points? Is it connected to thorns and that's just one link? Or... This is a good question. How would you stumble be different from... Uh, being put in a bad situ uh, situation? I was going to ask that, but I already figured it out. I feel like it would either be trade blows or put yourself in a bad position. But if it's trade blows, then that's why I asked. Then, yeah, how the hit points work. Um, hmm, let's see. I think... It would only make sense to uh, treat Eldorus's hit points like I would an NPC's. So I think it would make sense. Uh, we will say that uh, Eldorus has four hit points. Okay. She can take up to four harm. To let you know the damage here, if Captain Gabriella hits you, uh, you will take uh, two harm if you trade blows. So half of your health would be gone then I think I'm going to put myself in a bad position. I'm going to execute the move perfectly, but it just kind of puts me down in the thick of it. And then at least I have a chance to miss whatever's coming. Yeah, and I think you and I had said that you would be dealing one harm, if I remember correctly, uh, as Eldorus. Okay. Uh, describe what this looks like as uh, Eldorus uh, flies down and uh, slits the throat of Gabriella. Is this going to kill her? Uh, yes, this would kill her. Yeah, she oh. only had one harm left. Oh shit! Yeah, that ah. was it. Was it was her last hit point? While everyone is fully distracted by this dragon and what's going to happen next, and just this kind of utter peril about what everyone fails to notice is a small black speck slowly getting closer and closer to the ground, almost like an arrow. She swoops down and a flash of this blue black goes across Gabriella's face and we just see blood squirt 
out of Gabriella's throat. She stares only for a few moments forward and then falls down dead. And then she's put in a bad position. What is that? Um, I think... What is the bad position here? And everyone sees what has just happened. That is yeah, what yeah, I will yeah, also yeah, say. Yeah. I think her blood sprays people across the face. Yippee! Yippee! <laughs> it was a good bad position to put you in. Bird up. Um, God, fuck. What's a bad position I can put you in? Fun thing is she's gonna fly, so do your worst. Yeah, God, there's not a lot of ve- there's not a lot of vectors to put you in a bad position here. Not you specifically. I could put other people in a bad position easily. That could put her in a bad position like people she loves could be put in a bad position. That's so true. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. I like where this is going. Put other people in danger to I don't. put Alice <laughs> in a bad position. Awesome. Yippee. That's normally what happens to me. Avery and Bryn, the two of you in like hear this of the ripping of flesh and the splattering of blood. And in the moment that you like kind of like huh, recognize it and Avery, it splatters across your face. The two of you turn to see Gabriella hit her knees, blood splurting out uh, as her uh, hand goes to cover the wound of her neck and she falls flat to the ground on her face. Eldoris, you swing around Gabriella's blood coating half of your face, uh, matting down uh, your feathers. You turn and as uh, I think you and Bryn lock eyes in this moment, Bryn, you feel the pull and you hear the dong of a cathedral bell and you all see as the water from the lake begins to slowly roll itself out like a viscous fluid, almost like a watery slime pull itself slowly out of the lake, hands and hands coming out and pulling it as the mass of liquid is slowly making its way out. It keeps having to form a new hand to reach out, grab in front of it and pull its liquidy mass forward. And it's doing that in the direction of you, Bryn, and you, Avery. Excuse me? What the fuck? I wanted to reestablish that it's this weird, like, slime creature that's coming out of the lake. Yeah, it's I'm I'm using slime to kind of describe its like viscosity. It is not literally a slime. It is literally mm-hmm. the water. But like, imagine like that kind of like texture. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, that's what's coming out. Uh, what do you do? I scream and I shit my pants. That's very valid. <laughs> I'm gonna be real. I think Bryn is kind of just gassed, like just in awe of watching the spectacle of the orb cracking um, and all of this like time unraveling. I think Bryn is kind of awestruck and caught up in the moment. Um, I think a lot is going on in Bryn's mind, and I don't think Bryn particularly pays attention to what's in front of her. Um, has the wave of ants with Thorin and the egg, have those all come up out of the water? Yes, at this yes. Point? Uh, Thorin, uh, Thorin is holding the egg. Uh, he is uh, bobbing on the top of the water, and the ants are like still in the water, uh, just kind of waiting to like for a new instruction. And then all of the fireflies are still 
uh, floating around this place as well. Okay. And there's also the water thing coming. Yeah. So I would really love to invent some bugs right now. You'd love to invent some bugs right now? I'd love now? to invent some bugs right now. Okay. Is this Avery inventing bugs or is this you, Hilda, inventing bugs that already this exist in this Hilda world? This is me, Hilda, inventing bugs that probably already exist okay. in the okay. world. Okay. I okay. mean, unless I guess Avery could make a bug. If Avery can possibly. envision it, it could probably make it. Uh, I don't know the consequences of that. I feel like there is probably like a, like I could probably make a consequence of like, if you do this wrong, this thing does exist now and yeah, exactly. maybe is a little worse than you thought it was going to be. Well, then then me, Hilda, would like to make a bug um, that Avery is turning all of these ants into. And I'd like them to be like, imagine little like puffer fish. They're like little little cactus puffer fish. And what they do is they just soak up as much water as they can. Like they bloat with water oh. and like store it for long periods of time to get them through. They usually live in like desert regions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm just going to have a whole swarm of them kind of come up and try to like invade this water to like tear it apart basically and like soak it all up. Oh, interesting. Okay. I kind of like that. All right. Yeah. Uh, like a bunch of those little, um, those little sponge, like the pills that you'd put in the water. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the little sponge animals come out. Yeah. Just a bunch of those. I kind of fuck with that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's super cool. All right. Uh, so uh, give me a, I guess this is a strike or shoot roll as you were trying to use these bugs to damage uh, this uh, water creature. By absorbing it. God, that's cool. Oh, I like that. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Uh, roll plus blood. Or I guess uh, you can roll plus your spitfire as well if that's better for you because you're like kind of it using is. magic to do it. So I, yeah. I would I would say you can roll plus spitfire. Plus spitfire. Okay, thank you. Sweet. That's 10. Oh, all right. Uh, on a 10 plus, the fate may give you a special opportunity, but you'll invite and risk. Okay. Um, with this thing being uh, magic, it almost like specifically made to do this. I'll say it does two harm uh, to uh, this like kind of water construct um, or water elemental. The special opportunity I will give you, I think while you were doing this, uh, you also noticed that, you know, Thorin is like floating on like the lake right now, but it's like not necessarily like doing great, right? But you also have all your ants there. So I think you realize that you have the opportunity if you want it to transform those ants also into like the same kind of bug to kind of make like a flotation mm. thing here. Right? Device. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think the risk here though is, uh, Avery, you've been doing a, a lot of this. Uh, this very new thing that you yeah. have done. And as you are playing this music, I mean, you feel yourself almost kind of entranced and like hyper fixated on its notes to the point where a lot of your playing feels not necessarily instinctual, like instinctual in the way that you don't have to think about it, but not instinctual in the way where it feels like it comes from experience, rather that it is something that is being compelled right out of you. Mm. It's coming a little too naturally. And I think the risk you are inviting here is allow, I, I think you start to feel a pull on some part of yourself 
not like physically like, oh, I'm about to be pulled into this heart, but you feel like there's some part of you that is being influenced in some way by this harp and continuing to use it like in the way you are, like kind of like reckless abandon. I will just turn this thing into this thing and move it here and have it do this and have it do this complex set of actions and then turn into this thing is taking a lot out of you and mm. you are risking losing yourself in some way. Okay. I will say if you choose to do this, Thorn is at no risk of drowning. Like Thorin is 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 not gonna drown right here and now, you know? Um it's not gonna okay. heal him. He's still in pretty bad shape, but yeah, he but doesn't have drowning. to yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, no, I'll absolutely do that. Okay. I wanna make sure that Thorin doesn't drown. I want us all to get out of here. Okay. Describe what the scene looks like to me as this happens. Yeah, so this scary armed viscous water yeah starts crawling towards Bryn and I and that wave of ants is just like coming up out of the water and you see it split and half of it just like comes up and like sweeps through that um water hand monster <laughs> and you see them like transform you can't really see what they turn into while they're in that water mm -hmm. but they get slightly smaller and just like compact and suddenly you just see them start to like expand and they look almost like it's like how you put chia seeds into water and then they yeah. just like expand and become like these jelly orbs almost mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you see them all like expand and like take in this water almost like shielding anything that they can't soak mm -hmm. up into like a wall of this <laughs> these bugs and you know if you were to look behind at the other half of the ants that were back there they have done the same thing but into like a little pallet almost that thorin and the egg are now floating on amazing yeah thorin you feel as the dark shadowy like form beneath you begins to change and bloat and then you find yourself being slowly pushed up from uh below the water until you find yourself from this weird kind of inflatable bug raft of like you see all of these insects that have for one reason or another like coalesce themselves into a shape beneath you and i think as you do that as you play this, this song, your fingers a blur on its strings, you feel your mind being tugged. And you feel as you are playing this instrument, your mind begins to become a blur, beginning to become just the music. You are becoming encapsulated in it. And you feel as if something is trying to pull at the seams of your edges and morph your body into something else. You can feel just the light tugging at the edges of your body, at your skin being tugged almost inwards and your bones being kind of pulled and stretched. Do you want to stand your ground? I would really like to, yeah. Okay, I don't like a, that. Yeah, that's wonderful. I don't like that at all. I, I, thought, it, I, I thought you wouldn't. Um, <laughs> who, are you spending, who are you spending bond with to stand your ground? I'd like to spend 
bond with Thorin because that's who I'm trying to save. kind of save mostly at that moment. I mean, I'm trying to save Bryn as well, but yeah, mostly Thorin. Okay. Uh, roll plus one. I have two bond with Thorin, actually. Oh, you have two bond? Okay, awesome. So yeah, you can spend both of those and roll plus two. That's a 12. Yo, okay, <laughs> all right. Well, on a hit, you've escaped your vices. Uh, so how does Avery respond to this feeling? I think when I'm, you know, lost in that music and that feeling, um, when I start to feel something of myself that is no longer me, I think that's that's like enough to basically snap me out of anything else. I'm going to be immediately on guard with something that is trying to change me. Yeah. Um, because that is like the last thing that Avery ever wants is to be changed by things. He wants to be in control of himself and his destiny, his ideas, his, you know, everything. So I think feeling that, you know, that tug and that um that intent to mold or change like that insidious mm -hmm. idea slipping in there that's he's gonna look over at you know at thorin who he's trying to save see Bryn next to him that are they're just both in such bad shape yeah. and he's like whatever i'm going to be molded into is not what is necessary right now i need to stay me in order to save the people i care about yeah. I think as you have this moment of, like, whatever the opposite of ego death is, where you become fully assured of who you are, what you want, and where you want to go. And I think there's a part of the hum that is always around you, that is always here. I think in that moment what was once a cacophony of sound and feeling becomes harmonious. I think that becomes almost the tether. Yeah. Like in that moment of like focusing in on something that was starting to become like quintessential to Avery's experience is like focusing in on that hum rather than the music. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, through the focusing in on this hum and the almost oneness that you feel with it in this moment as it reverberates through you with this feeling of bliss and harmony and self-assuredness and confidence, you rebuff this effect. You know still that it would be dangerous to potentially continue at the rate that you are, but in this moment, whatever influence it tried to have on you, you have successfully prevented i think yeah i think there's just a change in avery's air as well like he's always been a little bit apologetic about his being around these people and i think like that air of apology is gone yeah he is here he's going to help he's going to do what he can amazing felix you are lying here on the ground uh bleeding uh pretty profusely uh, with a, a bubbly, briny poison uh, deep in uh, your chest wound. Not too far away from you is Katarina, who is holding uh, the uh, 
slowly bleeding out, Captain Hano. Uh, in front of you, uh, Bryn is staring at a glowing light in the sky that she seems to have created. Uh, there is a dragon outside making a mess of the navy and the uh, and the poachers and their uh, weapons of war outside. Avery is commanding a lot of bugs uh, that destroyed a uh, a water monster arm thing that was slowly crawling for you uh, just a moment ago, and uh, Captain Gabriella's throat got slit uh, by uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> by Eldorus, who you, uh, whom you saw fly by. So how are you doing? You're bleeding out here. Things aren't great. Yeah, things are not great. I think the the first thing he's gonna do is kind of crawl over to where um Hano and and Katarina are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're able to do that. You slowly make your way over to the other side of the tunnel wall where I almost forgot that Aviva is also in here uh with all of you who is watching in awe at uh I think her eyes are probably just stuck on Bryn in this moment actually watching in awe as as Bryn stares at the sky. Uh, so yeah, you you crawl over to where Katarina and Captain Hano are. Katarina looks down at you and says, what the fuck happened? Um, a lot. Oh, yeah, all right. Uh, that's, I couldn't have got that, but... Oh, shite. And she's just, like, you checking to, to make sure that, you know, Captain Hano's still breathing or, or conscious. And Captain Hano's, like... Bare, like eyes barely open at this point you see she's fading fast yeah um okay shit all right yeah all right all right yeah all right yeah 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 all right all right all right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. felix says to katarina i'm gonna do what i can you need to get the captain to safety we're safety back in the cave for now yeah fuck what are you gonna do in the state you're in if I leave you, you're just as likely to die. Felix doesn't say anything, and he's going to use magic. Okay. Dark magician. I am spending two luck. Okay. Roll plus Spitfire. That's a 10. All right. On a 10 plus, you can choose which of those moves or which of those powers. Um, I am choosing the second one there. Uh, for a scene, you can create chaotic fireballs and infernos in the air around you. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. Um, dis dis describe, describe. This one looks different because he's okay. done this before. Mm -hmm. And I believe this is when he had to take the form of, uh, of fiery bats. Yeah. But this is different. Uh, I think what it is closer to is he takes a deep breath and just exhales. And when he exhales, a bunch of just little tiny orbs of, of light, of, of, of burning light uh, come out of his mouth. And they grow into just like kind of like tiny miniature suns. Okay. Okay. Yes. And they start uh swirling ar around the 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 three of them around um Felix uh uh Katarina and Hano okay just creating sort of a swarm and then if 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 you will allow me to do uh -huh. this yeah Felix reaches out and grabs one okay sure what is it what's your goal here 
What's the, what, are, what are you trying to do? Um, so right now, Felix and Hano both have pretty uh, grievous wounds, and he is going to cauterize them. You little stinker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can, you can attempt this. I'll let you attempt this. Cool. What move am I going to make this? I think I'll just, I'll just make this a vinegar roll. A vinegar roll. Yeah. Well, I don't have negative to that, so that's good. Hey, rolling flat's better than rolling negative. Yeah. Let's hope for a good number. <laughs> that's a nine. Okay. Seven to nine. Make success. Okay. 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 Yeah. On the seven to nine, I'll give it to you. You've cauterized her wounds. She is no longer bleeding. So that's good. There's still lots of internal damage that needs to be figured out at one point or another. Yep. Uh, but you don't have to worry about her bleeding out. So that's good. The mixed success here is that I'm going to give you a weakness. Okay. Now weakness is going to be bedeviled. Okay. Uh, when you're bedeviled, you are compelled when your demon feels or desires something that you feel or desire the same. And the way to, uh, uh, to cure this is a hard-won moment of humanity. And I think what happens here is as you are taking this miniature sun and you are trying to cauterize uh, your and Captain Hano's wounds, you hear his voice seep in. Well, 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 Felix. Pretty resourceful of you, if I may say. I know. <laughs> Seem to be in a bit of a pickle, all of you. Need any assistance? <sighs> oh, come on, boy. When have I ever let you down? Every pickle you've been in, I've managed to find you a way out. Felix, I think despite, like, closing his, you know, his, his wound, mm -hmm. uh, he is, he's in a great deal of pain. And he struggles but he but he, he he gets to his feet and while just sort of assessing the situation that is that is around him still he uh he he says to Damien you and I should have a conversation oh really yeah maybe not now but well i don't know maybe now i'm listening i've seen your work you do a pretty good job. Thank you. <laughs> it's good to be recognized for one's talent every now and again. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's nice to utilize your services now and again. I won't lie. <laughs> and we've always had this exchange between us. You ask something of me, and I get what I want in return. So what happens if I say no? What happens if you say no? Yeah. Well, if you were to break one's word, for one, you'd be a pretty bad pilot. <laughs> for two, I would never, and I truly do mean never, rest until I made sure every waking moment of your life, a very pitiful existence, was a nightmare from which you would never wake. But assuming you did wake at one point or another, having broken your word with me, the spirit of my standard, 
I believe the many-armed god would have a word with you. God of contracts don't like it when people go breaking their words. Yeah, well, what if I propose an alternate arrangement? What kind of alternate arrangement? I intend to pay back what I owe you. The book, you mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, well, we could have a mutually beneficial relationship, but I am no longer interested in servitude. So, as I said, you make a pretty good fake corpse. Who's your deal with? Our deal. Who is it with? Felix takes in the, the silence, and he, he says, Your deal is with Felix Cormier. I propose that Felix Cormier dies tonight. Oh, interesting. <laughs> you want to start a new brick old ties? Something like that. Well. You've always helped me escape. Now, how about you help me escape one last time? And what do I get out of this? Depends. Name your price. <laughs> Alright. For you to become whomever you would like to be, all I ask is you stay with that spirit. Watch over her. Make sure she doesn't go anywhere. I'm gonna need her eventually. You've got a deal. And consider Felix Cormier a dead man. Damien? Yes? I truly mean it when I say it has been an honor. It has been an honor working with you, Felix. And I hope whomever you become... <laughs> Maybe we'll cross paths again. If you wouldn't mind. Yeah. I'd like to perform one last uh, little trick. Hmm. A little encore? Of sorts. I did always like that you went out with style. And his voice seeps away. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> Okay, cool. We're going to cut very quickly uh, over to Thorin. Hey, Thorin. Uh-huh. You're floating on this thing. You've got an egg. <laughs> um, there's a dragon not too far away who's really wrecking the shit out of some poachers uh, and also the Navy, uh, who seem to have been kind of caught up in that uh, in the moment. You uh, possibly uh, very briefly saw uh, the water construct uh, crawling out of the water towards uh, Bryn and Avery. That has like basically like just now uh, been soaked up by all of those bugs at the same time that you uh, got soaked up. Or not soaked up, but uh, floated up to uh, the, the top of the water. Uh, you see Bryn is kind of floating there staring at the light in the sky. I don't know if you've clocked Eldorus because I think she's just like in the air and like it's pretty mm -hmm. like dim here. Um, so I don't know if you've clocked her just yet, but uh, gotcha. that's kind of how things are going in this moment. Does this seem like a situation where if enough leaders are taken out that people will retreat? I think 
you probably are seeing some people starting to retreat in this moment. Less so the poachers, more so the Navy. I think you see them like trying to run to the edges of where this dark uh, starlit like sphere dome is uh, trying to get away from this dragon. Some of them getting pulled back into that fight as this uh, large frost dragon is breathing icy breath, uh, freezing, uh, freezing people where they stand, uh, sm uh, whipping at them with their tail breaking, uh, like shattering them into pieces. There are people currently in the process of trying to run away. I'd like to strike or shoot the dragon basically to i i i want to get a wing of the union navy turned to ice okay so you're trying to like get the dragon's attention so that it like starts attacking a different group of people yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah for sure um let's see we could make that okay uh what is your plan on getting the dragon's attention i would like for Thorin to flip over on this bug raft, and I want the golden essence from his tattoo to shoot up at the dragon and kind of hit its face in a sense that will push it uh, into where I see Union Navy coming towards. I could also, what, what this could also be if I'm just using my ink move, period. Gotcha, gotcha. We, we said that that was like breaking in or out. I would like to take this dragon with me and break in to the Navy's whole shit. I'm thinking the hands... <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's an interesting framing of that. And if we have to break in or out together, the hands could even shoot up. Ooh, what if I do break out with it? What if the golden hand shoot up, I grab the dragon, get on its back, and then try to wield it in such a way that I uh, freeze uh -huh. a bunch of the Union Navy to death? Can I do that? I'd like to do that. Thorin Dragon Rider. I will let you use the arms to grab the dragon, to pull yourself up onto the dragon. I will save if you, in this same movement, freeze some Navy people if you roll 10 plus for this. Otherwise, you will be on the back of the dragon and then a different move, you can try to use the dragon to do this thing. Okay, yeah, go for it. Uh, okay. roll, roll plus blood, bud, to break in a route. That's a seven. Okay. On a seven to nine, uh, well, on a hit, you've gotten in or out, so right. this will let you get onto the back of this uh, of this dragon. Uh, on a seven to nine, I get to choose one as well. You suffer harm or weakness. You hop from the frying pan into the fire. You lose track of something important. You leave evidence or attract attention. I mean, hop from the frying pan into the fire feels pretty accurate in this moment. I could also see... see the attention seems pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Att I can see for attention. I can also, in uh, in this moment, see giving you the weakness uh, bloodthirsty? Because this is pretty fucked up the thing that you're trying to do here, which is cool. Like, uh, yeah, uh, 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 makes sense. To totally. 
Um, but I think I think in this moment we're seeing uh, Thorin in a bit more of a aggressive role than I think we've seen him before. So I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna give you bloodthirsty. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the weakness bloodthirsty. How is Thorin feeling? Also, as you whip your as you reach out with these ethereal golden hands, grabbing on the back of this shining white dragon as it's clawing down on these posters that we're trying to kill it and bringing yourself on the back. The only person in probably a very long time that could probably use the term dragon rider as like what you're doing is in many senses of the word uh, <laughs> um, uh, heretical um, and super <laughs> fucked for a certain group of people as you're riding the back of their god. But what is what is going on through Thorin's mind as this is happening? Thorin knows that he is very, very wounded and they are very, very fucked. And he's just fucking pissed. He wants all of these people who are trying to hurt the people he loves to die. He wants them to be gone. And experiencing what he experienced underwater and with his son, and then coming up on a bed of bugs to then be placed on a different bed of bugs to then look up and see a dragon. I think especially also after having just been literally pulled down to the depths and be drowned, I think there's also a knee-jerk, that big motherfucker is in the air, and I will not be dragged down again. And in that thought, just... In a second, these golden arms extend like lightning from his stomach and just immediately pulls him atop of this dragon where he affixes himself with, on the back of its neck, trying to clasp two horns to, at the next possible moment, steer its head towards those that carry his bloodlust. Okay. Give me a strike or shoot. Okay. If you have any luck, you can spend luck. Uh, if somebody wants to help, they can spend bond. <laughs> um, I think I've spent all my bond with you, otherwise I would. Yeah, that's fair. I have one bond with Eldorus. Could she fly up seeing seeing this happen and knowing it was yeah. me fly up? Yeah. Steady and just kind of seeing her, it steadies me and steadies my aim. And then I will also use one luck and that will bring me to a seven. Okay. Awesome. On a seven to nine, uh, you, uh, you hit. Uh, you either stumble, trade blows, or put yourself in a bad position. Your choice. I know what he would do. Trade blows. Okay, so what happens here uh, is you grab the horns of this dragon and you like shift your weight, pulling it alongside you. It starts howling in anger and frustration at this pitiful creature that dare ride, ride upon its back. To, to dare to, to, to dare even touch a dragon lord is uh, a, 
deserves a fate that is truly worse than death. Um, and it is trying to shake you off, roaring and frustration. Uh, and uh, it breathes out this cone of icy wind. Uh, and you steer it in the direction of a group of uh, of the Navy where uh, Captain Gabriella's lieutenant yes. was amongst them, like trying to get, like trying to call them all back as they're trying to run away. And the wind blows over them. And in a moment, they're frosted, unmoving statues of ice. And you are still on this, on the back of this as it is whipping around, angry, frustrated. And you are tossed into the air and uh, are, are tossed and like thrown aside, landing uh, on, mm -hmm. uh, uh, on the bank of the lake rather than in, uh, like in it. Um, but you're kind of like thrown, tossed uh, off towards uh, the mm -hmm. forest, kind of in the direction of where the cave is, but like still quite a ways off. How much harm do I take? Uh, you uh, will take one harm for that. Well, Bryn, all of this is happening around you. This yeah. chaos of people, of light and sound and blood and carnage. And bugs. And bugs. No, that's the worst part. What do you do? A lot of choices. Not all of them are good ones. No, not at all. I think Bryn looks back, looking to find Hano, to which she doesn't. Katarina's probably taking her back into the cave a bit more. As you, were turning, uh, as you turn around to see Captain Hano, you see she is lying in the cave uh, with uh, Katarina, uh, as uh, Felix is just, like, just finishing, like, cauterizing her. But she looks bad. Everything drenched in blood. Her eyes rolled to the back of her head, barely conscious. I, I don't know if you can tell if there is the movement of breathing uh, from her from where you are. Bryn looks over to Hano and then looks, glancing over Avery, and then looks to make eye contact with Aviva. And I think as each person gets a glance at Bryn's face, her eyes aren't glowing. The sockets almost go through her head. You can see everything on the other side. Her eyes are empty. And then she makes eye contact with Aviva. Sister, what have I done? I do not know, sister. Your power. And you see uh, Aviva is, like, looking at you in amazement. And fear isn't the word. It is almost as if it is the face of like realization of something, but something that you didn't think that you like, have you ever had a question in your life that like you never got an answer to? And then like years, years later, like something comes up and you're like, oh, oh, I remember trying to like, I remember like thinking about that or like wanting to know what that thing was. And like, now I finally know what it was, but like, it was like a thing. This might be a very specific thing that I'm talking about. I don't know if this is a relatable experience. Um, but it is, it is, it is this realization of almost truly seeing you for the first time as if she's like, re like recognized you in some way. And she goes, you, oh, it's good to be, you. 
and there's like this confusion and like frustration that comes over her and she takes a step like a like a very cautious step forward towards you and i'm still on top of like the the floaties right like on top of the water or do they never make it to me yeah no they didn't make it to you uh because they've restocked them so you were uh, just here floating out uh by the front of the cave uh, I'm not sure who you speak of. I've been many people, Aviva. You, you were the one who gave it to us. She takes another step forward. I've given you nothing. I've only taken... No, 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 you. You are the one. The one who gave us the egg. I remember that day like it was yesterday. The day we came here. The day we saw you. The day you gave us the most precious of gifts. Told us to protect. Sister, I'm scared. I feel myself fading. I've lost my sight. The hum. I don't hear it as clear. Or at least not. It's everywhere. Sister. More so than ever. Sister. Sister. And uh, she takes another step closer to you within arm's reach and like goes to like take both arms to hold the side uh, of yours. And again, you feel the warmth of her touch as she looks at you with bandaged eyes and goes, Your sight is merely a distraction, an illusion. This world is an illusion, a complex web of people and lives and stories, all ephemeral, dust in the wind. There is only one truth, the hum. There's one thing I feared most, and I've stayed away for a long time. But if there's a time, it's now. And I'm going to reach into my kit. Uh, apparently in my kit, I have an ancient book, parentheses dangerous, on the secrets <laughs> of the star gods. Okay. Parentheses dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name. <laughs> okay. Marceline, what, parentheses what is, what is this? dangerous. 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 <laughs> True. Um... Hold on, give me one second. Did I write notes on what this book was when we did our I don't session think, zero? I, it's just fucking, it's just in there. Just in my kit, man. Hold just on. there. Hold I don't on. know, man. I'm holding it for a friend. <laughs> all right, all right. Calm down. Um. Okay. I don't know. I don't have it. I don't have the book. So uh, what is it? I don't fucking know, dude. We're fucking going to work by the seat of our pants today. <laughs> okay, we're going to figure it out right here, right now. What's this book? What? It's dangerous. This book is dangerous. Got it. What is this book? This is the book you died with. Um, I don't even know if that's true. I don't even know if I died with it. Okay. Did you get it? Well, on... maybe I did. Maybe. I think. I think. Th I think that this book is full of secrets that Bryn wrote herself at the peak of her, at the peak of Bryn's disentanglement with the reality, and at the peak of Bryn's connection to the Celestials. Bryn wrote this book. Not necessarily in words, but in, in, in a mess of sigils and emotions and splatters and, 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 and trinkets that are mashed inside of it and pages that are ripped and tattered in ways. It is a book that connects Bryn to a piece of herself that she's been afraid to look at for a very long time. Okay. So we've got this book. Yeah. Fucking, I think Bryn takes out the vial of Leviathan blood in the kit, drinks it, and whatever blood is remaining uses that to mimic the sigils 
on the ground beneath her that are in the book. Okay. Um, I think offers some of the Leviathan blood to Aviva. Yeah. Aviva will do it. Uh, she will uh, take the vial. Uh, the, the, the black hand uh, reaches out, takes the vial, and brings it to her lips, and she drinks uh, what remains of the vial as you reach down and begin drawing these sigils. I do want to say, can I flavor change? I have, an, I have an enormous star chart in my kit, too. We roll that bitch out, and we were writing the sigils on that. Okay. Um, almost yeah. like connecting constellations with these sigils, um, okay. invoking, like, almost like calling to the stars through these sigils, um, binding them together in their, in, the, in their constellations that they represent as, like, a call and a plea to each constellation. Very cool. I love it. I love it. What's it do? I don't know. We're gonna find out. Um, what does it do? <laughs> what um, does it do? Yeah. Come on. Is there a move you're trying to do, or is there an effect that you're trying to 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 get at? Or yeah, I think similarly to the way Bryn entered that state on the ship in that in in, in the solo episode, mm-hmm. it is doing that, but on a grander scale. Um, not just binding herself to all like to like you know her past but binding herself to all pasts and all futures and like in a desperate attempt to basically like it, it is like the fucking, Oh, what, what's the, what's the phrase? Like boots to Jesus type type moment where it's like, <laughs> what? Hello boots. To, I've never, sorry. It's just not a thing I've heard of. Ah, fuck. What am I thinking of? There's a fucking, there's a phrase I'm looking for. I have no idea. Never mind. Don't worry about it. There's okay. a fucking, there's a phrase I'm looking for. Okay. That's not it. Okay. Um, but like, just like, just like a desperate plea of anything, calling out to the universe, like, please help me. Um, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what to do. Um, someone greater than me has to know. So you're giving the keys to Kendrick. That's what I'm hearing, in a good way. Um, I think I'm. I think that the keys are to Kendrick in that. We are opening a big fucking door. Yeah. I don't know what's back there. Mm-hmm. I think you know more than I do what's behind that door. Yeah, I think I know. I'm trying to open that door, and I'm trying to bring my sister with me. You were trying to open the door to the next phase of what Bryn could be. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I know that's kind of vague and kind of a yeah, lot no, of things you're happening. You're good. But I saw a lot of items, and I said, that seems fun. Okay, yeah, no, I'm just, uh, okay, here's what I think happens. You and Aviva begin drawing these sigils on the star chart map. They are glowing with the faint, inky, dark glow of this Leviathan blood that the two of you have just ingested. And I think as you do this, you begin to feel all of the voices begin to swell in your mind. All of the yous from the past, the potential presence that could have been, and the potential futures that exist out ahead of you. And I believe you begin to feel all of these different waves, all of these different strands of yourself. And as you draw line by line on this star chart, connecting these stars in strange new constellations, you feel all of those different threads begin to be pulled towards you. 
all these various directions being coalesced into a single moment of past, present, and potential. And you feel this strange oneness with yourself becoming in this moment, well, that depends what you become in this moment. Roll plus Spitfire for me. Oh, Christ. So we break out the big boy dice. Break out the big boy dice. That's a motherfucking 12. <sighs> 30 12, but a 12 nonetheless. Okay. I think it is only appropriate that I give you a choice then. That's all right. Cool. In this moment, as all of these different versions of you, all of these different experiences, different paths, as you truly become possibly omniscient in a way of your own of your own existence in every possible way that you could exist, in every possible way you did exist, in every possible way you will exist. And in this moment, you get to choose as you have all of your possibilities laid out in front of you. I think the threads that pulled to you the most in this moment as you make this choice, the things that feel the closest to the reality you were already living in, this version of you that is... You can choose in this moment to bring all of these experiences, all of this knowledge, all of this, all of the people in, in, in person that you, you, you have been and, and could be and, and have been, you can bring all of that experience to you, with you, to, for you, for you to have, to be able to call upon at any moment. You will be focusing it in a way where the voices are no longer just always there, but will only come when you want them to. That is one okay. version of yourself. Okay. There is another version of yourself where you see in the entirety of your existence, and by entirety I mean in all realities, a great deal of suffering. You see back into your past versions of yourselves with your current knowledge your current wisdom and are able to deduce things that you couldn't have before the way people treated you the truth of the celestialists the stories you told yourself the man who came to your town to talk to your parents to discuss your problem before you learned about the celestialist before you were sent out on that ship before you became this. And you see a lot of yourselves going through a great deal of pain and suffering because of it. And even in the versions of yourselves where he never came, still much suffering. Accidental most of the time, uh, people hurt, uh, people gone missing, um, buildings destroyed lives changed irreparably um, due to things you could not have known and had no control over. There is a version of you where there is no pain. There is a version of you where those things don't happen because they can't happen if you're not there. There is a version of yourself that goes back, that sheds this 
ethereal form sheds this power, these abilities, this sense, and shoves it down deep, buried, and you have a body again. You have flesh and you can hug people, you can run, you can eat, you can drink, you can smell the flowers again, taste the salts on the air of the ocean again. But you will be burying a part of yourself in order to do so. And so you have a decision to make. My choices are abandon this thing and return back to a physical form and forget all, and like in abandon and run from this experience. Mm-hmm. There's to fully embrace it, um, to let myself go, and to let that person who was in the past be gone, become something anew. And the other one is to toil in the past. I wouldn't say to toil in the past. Mm-hmm. It is accepting it in a way where one can still draw experience from it, but in a way that isn't organic anymore, in a way that is stilted, right? You will have access to all of the same information and conversations and like all those different parts of yourself that you used to, but only when you want to and Mm. however much you want to. And that kind of fettering on it in some ways may prevent it from becoming something new, something greater eventually. God damn, that's a choice, huh? Yeah, it is. You gave me the, you gave me, you, you did no, this. No, I, ma- I, I opened yeah. that door, huh? You opened the door and I'm just telling you what's inside. Do Zaviva see these choices with me? Do we see, like, do we experience the potentialities together? Yeah. I think you are. I think this is I think this is a thing that is focused on you and your experience. I think this her aiding in this ritual is more so to, you know, aid you in this ritual, right? She's not doing her own. So yeah, she is she 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 sees these paths set out in front of you. Aviva, sister. I'm not sure what's best for me. But what I do know, going back, taking this part out of me like it's a disease, a rot. It sounds nice. It sounds blissful, peaceful to be back to normal. But I don't think I want to be normal. I see a lot of people who are normal and they're not too happy about it. I've seen the way you toil, the way you've... You seem to have found solace where you are. And I think that's good for you. But I don't know if it's right for me. I've always had these thoughts of grandeur, I suppose, of something beyond the veil, something great I'm working towards. And, well, if it's another step forward, then what does it matter if it's the wrong one, I guess? I think it's best to tread the unknown than sit idly by and wonder what if. Sister, I do not know. I have been here. Wait. For some, no, not for some, for you to come, for your friends to come and take this egg. They did not know 
Luis. They put it out there. My captain, she. She had faith. The Lady of Light. The one who gifted us the egg. To you. I do not know if I know the truth anymore. If I know what will keep me steady, I am afraid to take that step. Me too, sister. But I think we both know is the truth is something you make yourself. And if I'm the Lady of Light, like you say, I best not be a disappointment. And I think that with that, Bryn has kind of made her choice and kind of starts, I don't know, um, I think coalescing, I think whatever form she is in now starts to kind of warp and change into something new. And as it's happening, sister, it's only been a short while we've known one another. But I've felt great closeness to no one I've felt in a long time. I want you to know, no matter what becomes of me, or what doesn't become of me, I suppose, I'll be around. Uh, we, we of the stars have a tricky way of sticking around, huh? <laughs> I feel like I hope whatever decision you make is one that feels right. But I don't believe that there's a way that it could because it is the choice you made. For a long time, I thought a lot of my choices were the wrong ones. But I think you're right. I think I've made all the right choices all along. And I think um, as that happens, like, I think whatever form Bryn is taking, whatever is happening, I think that process kind of is in full effect. Mm-hmm. I think that in the, in the same way that, like, whenever we had Bryn's meditation... Um, and Bryn was like melding with the sky. I think that happens fully in Bryn's form, melds with this like the, the the cluster of stars and galaxies and nebulas that are around us, um, and they kind of warp and shift and move around. I think that they form similar to seeing the teal and fuchsia figures. Aviva watches as like several lifetimes of Bryn kind of play out fully, and hears voices calling out to her from that cluster. Um, just speaking to her and trying to call out to her or in tears or in laughter and joy. And I think in a moment it goes silent. And Aviva finds herself back where the star chart was and where they were on the ground outside a cave. And I think where she felt Bryn's body before is no longer there. What a great episode, game. <laughs> <laughs> Wild. This session kind of kind of kind of nuts so. Lots of stuff going yeah. on. Lots of stuff going Lots on. Lots of stuff. Lots, Lots of, of stuff. Stu- a lot of people coming into their own this session, I feel. Yeah. So is like Bryn dead or like what's the deal? <sighs> I don't we'll figure that out, I guess. <laughs> Remains to be seen. I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of I don't I'm up for the idea. I don't really know. Okay. Yeah. We'll figure that out, gang. Uh, let's yeah. do some. Uh, let's do some end of session question stuff. No, the answer is no to all three no? of them. What? Excuse <laughs> me. That's certainly not true. Go ahead, ask me them. Okay. Did you defeat a major foe? The navy was yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you look silly? Don't you look silly? <laughs> <laughs> Did you defeat a major foe, Thorin? 
No, I didn't no. kill everyone. So no. You killed you you killed the you, you killed a lieutenant enough. and quite a few people. Fine. <laughs> I didn't kill everybody. There's a couple of soldiers still running for their lives. Eldor's killed Captain Gabriella. Yeah, yeah that's that's definitely that's a, a major, major foe. foe. Fine. Yeah, all right. Fine, I killed yeah. a lot of people, I guess. You might not have accomplished some goals or gained significant treasure, but you did kill a lot of people this session. Right. Uh, so you get some mark one experience, add one rank with someone, or clear all of your weaknesses. Yeah, mark one experience. Yep. All right. Uh, uh, Felix, uh, did you uh, defeat a major foe? No. Treasure? No. Character goal? Yeah, maybe. I'd yes. Say so. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna say yes for this one. I think. Yeah, it it the... hasn't like fully come to fruition yet. Yeah, you were at like you have initiated it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say yes. Okay, dope. Uh, then you get to choose one of those three things as well. Hilda, did you defeat a major foe? I don't think the water counts. The water definitely. That was going to be very bad. If that water got to you, that was going to be very bad. I'm oh, going to let sweet. you know that was a made. Yes, that was going to be very <laughs> bad yeah. if that water Fuck got yeah. to you. So sick. Uh, gain significant treasure. I don't know. Did I already count the harp last time? Yes, you because did. Because I feel like I've. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Then no. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Self esteem. <laughs> Does self esteem count? I gained uh, the treasure of. <laughs> Self-assurance. Um, and then did you accomplish one of your character's goals? Kind of. But not, it, it hasn't come to fruition yet either. Like, okay. getting people safe. So. Yeah. Fair enough. Well. Uh, I guess no. Yeah. In either case, you still get to choose one of those three. Mark one experience, add one rank, or clear all of your weaknesses. Your choice. Okay, cool. Uh, Bryn, you're maybe dead. Uh, so. Yeah. We'll figure that off. Uh, figure that out off mic yeah i don't know Whew, man this end of season is gonna be crazy all right yeah uh, well thank you all so much for listening to another wonderful episode of whispers in the sea uh this is this has been a great this has been uh wild and i can't wait for it next one which might finally be our final one I'm sorry uh, you just have things happening <laughs> some things keep happening bryn I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. To be fair, yeah. Listen, my my story my storyline's wrapped up. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. I, <laughs> so true. I, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know about that. that. We'll see. I don't know about that. We will find out. Especially because Dom Domian specifically told Felix like fucking keep Ooh. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Could you, could you imagine Felix just goes? Okay, yeah. Watch out for Bryn. Hey. <laughs> Watch out for Bryn literally like turns around. I think Bryn is dead. Um, well, um, you want anything else, Damien? Like, <laughs> look, I literally didn't have anything to do with it. I couldn't. I was busy talking to you. She so. just did that. She just, just kind of. I was actually really... planning on following through with this, but <laughs> just just like JFK, she just kind of did that. <laughs> what? That's right. <laughs> All right. Hey, Gus, where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> you can find me on the internet <laughs> on uh, Twitter and Instagram uh, at August underscore Nobby, K N O B B E. Also, follow my band, Spunk, on Instagram. Our, one, uh, uh, one, of our, one of our dudes posted some, like, he just, like, made, like, a cool, cool ass logo. Oh. He just posted it, and it's just, it's, it's, it's pretty sick. 
Uh-huh. Go. I thought it was. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Go follow Spunk Band. Listen to Spunk the music. Spunk Band. Follow yeah. Spunk Band. And see that. And see that logo. Awesome. Uh, hey Hildo, where can people find this podcast on the internet? You can find us at pretty much anywhere at Tales Yet Told. And come hang out in the Discord as well, which should be in the description of any of those social media platforms. Yeah. We have a good time. We have a good time indeed. Uh, hey, Marcy, where can people find you on the internet? Um, Twitter, at ChippedK9. <laughs> that's fucking I don't know dude. yeah no I mean yeah no that's yeah. fair you know you just sounded like the Burger King foot lettuce guy for a moment do you mean chills sure I don't know his sure. name sure Bumber Bithine Burger all right. King foot bungus. okay alright hey I'm, okay hey Alice where can people find you on the internet I don't want people to find me this week I'll tell you next week or go listen to the previous episode. <laughs> I'm over I'm overstimulated. I'm tired. I, I it's not fair to you. We'll we'll try again right. next time, but I do love you. Aww. Well, everybody, uh, I've been Kendrick or Kendo. You can find me everywhere on the internet at Kendo Makes Films. And you can find uh, the actual play live stream, uh Prayers in the Static, that is tangentially related to it, being the birth child the we it, I birthed it. I birthed it through Tales Yet Told. It's our sci-fi Yay. thing. Go check it out over at twitch.tv forward slash nameless domain. I don't know what days we come out uh, anymore. Well, it's Pride uh, Month, so hopefully, so, uh, hopefully all of them. Well, no more coming out. We already did it. It's Pride Month. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go uh, follow us on that Twitter and Instagram that held us at earlier at Tales Yet Told to find out more. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I think that's it. That's all I got. Uh, so, <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't forget to go out, eat enough food, drink enough water, get enough sleep, and take care of yourself because self-care is very important. And don't forget to love yourself like we love you. Bye. Bye. We love you. We love you so much. Love you so much. Rainbow Roll. Our stories are our voices. voices.